record it? Yeah, I don't know. This, this is All like, right. what do we do? It's like, uh, do we just say, hey, welcome back? I mean, or do we, it's been almost two months. Yeah. When we were last recording, we were talking a little bit, we had just finished talking about Endgame. Yeah. And we were talking about what phase was the, you know, the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe does phases. Right, right, we were saying right. what phase was movie schmovie in. Maybe we kind of had a pause between phases. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe this episode, episode 238, is the official reboot maybe. of movie schmovie. I think it is. Maybe this is in a way us having our own little Comic-Con panel. Yeah. And like we're just kind of dropping this, like there's Comic-Con going on, but then also on movie schmovie yeah. in the return, we're like, hey, we're back. Right. Well, there, there were a like, lot of people wondering if we were going to have a panel at Comic-Con this year. Yeah. <laughs> And when they found out that wasn't the case, I think a lot of people just assumed, well, they must be laying low. But no, yeah. we're, we're going to kind of sneak around the other way. Everyone's paying attention to Comic-Con. Right. We are instead in my basement. Well, my sort of like a basement. Shell of a. Yeah. A shell of a basement to be um, recording our first episode in a long time. And even longer than that for our for being face-to-face, guys. It's yeah, been it's while. been a while. Why don't you do like a Tarantino jump cut? summary of why we haven't recorded in two months man <laughs> it, it's, it has nothing to do with john and everything to do with just circumstance yeah and, i feel like it was just one thing after you know, another i like, disagree i think it had everything to do with john i mean <laughs> so i was trying to be nice about it but it oh, is that's right, john's right. fucking fault yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no any... you're, you're right it's been a crazy it's been past a crazy. couple months yeah you know life just happens man yeah but one, well, one of the busy. things that has been uh, there was a period w- during which this this space we're in right now where yeah. we usually record right. was unusable and we got by on a few phoner episodes to talk yeah. about a few things we needed to talk about but it got to the point where um i think maybe one of the things we were waiting for was uh, a face to face episode we didn't yeah. want to keep doing the phone episodes because they, those are good but I, I think we we enjoy the uh, the uh, chemistry more when we can yeah. see each other. Yeah. Um, but that being said, then I think it just got very easy to sort of let another week go by. I'm sure you guys were very busy in your lives. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Summer's rolling along. Yep, it is. But I'm I'm glad that we came together. We had a a pretty cool short conversation about. <sighs> Our plans, and, and I think we all agreed. And then that one went nowhere. Right. <laughs> and then we had another one, and right. that's where we got to this point. So thankfully, we had those seconds conversations. Right, right, right. Uh, it, and, you know, I think it's just one of those things. We had to just figure out, you know, we, we love it. And we got some pretty, I, I got to be honest, I, I got a lot of people reaching out like, what? what the fuck is... I was at work, and I wanted a movie podcast to listen to, and... You guys weren't there, so oh. it was nice, man. Well, this, this one goes out to that person. It's too bad driving. that we weren't there. No, it was several. <laughs> it goes out to only several. that first one that came to your mind. Just the one. Because that's the one that mattered most. Yeah, yeah. There has been a lot that might have happened on this show had we had we been recording. Like, we yeah. probably would have done an episode about Toy Story 4 or something yeah. in that neighborhood. We sure. probably would have done something about, uh, about Spider-Man Far From Home. I have... We probably would have talked about maybe five minutes. We would yeah. have uh, poured a little whiskey on the grave of the Fox X-Men franchise, yeah. which ended with a very kind of limping out Limp, the door yeah. sort of uh, entry. I don't know if you guys saw Dark Phoenix. but I it was, No, I did not. I did not see it. It felt very much like a movie from the 90s or something, didn't yeah, it, Steve? Yeah. Like it, it was, was a total throwback. It was a, it was a mess. Mm. It, just, it didn't have any of the sort of hooks that... Uh, might have made even if you are iffy on the X Men movies, which I think a lot of people are, had become. Yeah, it's like that. There was always some character, some reason, something to to make you follow through. But I just everything about it felt sort of reheated. So even though there were some actors trying and there were some sequences that that kind of worked, it yeah. was 
it had a there was a hollowness to it. Yeah, so for sure. anyway, I, I have an addendum. I have a addendum. Yeah. An addendum. You need to get a that slight, looked at. Yeah. A slight edit. How's your insurance? It's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That I sounds have, serious. I have some body damage. Okay. But yeah. So <clears throat> that, let's let's rewind a bit <laughs> to Infinity War. I gotta say this, man, because this is like important. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. Who are you, Ronald? And who's this? Are you asking him? Steve. Or me? I'm asking him. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Hey, that's Steve. I'm Steve. Steve. And you are? John. John. Okay, got, got that. Okay. okay. Back to your uh, addendum. Yeah, man. Uh, I was... A lot can affect you watching a movie. Yeah. And, I, and I had some like stresses that were stressing me out when I saw it. I was like not feeling it the first time I saw it, right? Mm-hmm. I saw it with my girlfriend's niece, so who, who had kind of been shadowing her grandmother watching all of the marvel movies movies. in order she had a list of how to watch them right right and uh her niece came over aaron's niece came over and uh she was like well i gotta see infinity where i haven't seen it it was on netflix we were like okay well i had it a bunch of places but we wanted to watch on netflix sure man at the end when the finger snapped and everything happened something happened that i forgot about i forgot about I mean, I never like jammed twenty movies into, or twenty years worth of movies into. Yeah, a uh, couple weeks, or yeah, months, or like whatever. she had. Yeah, but on her face was true devastation, like real, like not like ha ha ha, like yeah. she was fuck. Like when I when the credits, she's like, "That's it, that yeah. yes, that is it. They're gone." Yeah, who's all of them? All the people that disappeared are gone, and she was like, "Oh." So she learned a lesson. People die. It's <laughs> also know? like it's also that's she's such a genuine story because like how yeah. old is she? Like eleven? She's seven. Oh, seven. Okay, she's younger. So it's like right. So at- uh, my point only being that like a kid, a child, or a teenager. Yeah. Even, like they don't have these machinations in their mind running of like, oh that's not how the movie industry works. Like right. There's another one coming out next year. They're gonna bring them all back. Like I'm yeah. sure like the mind of a child or a teenager. That's not thinking about the movie business. Yeah. Like to experience it like you're describing where you're just like. You know, even yeah. as an adult, so, you know, I, I kind of still felt that way, even knowing that Endgame was coming a year down the line. But it's like, well, like I kept saying, <clears throat> they still let us sit in that feeling yes, exactly. of the good guys losing yeah. for a full year. So it's like whether we was, knew they were coming back yeah, or not, yeah. it was not the way those they movies lost. usually right. end. Or, right. or did they win? That's a re- that's yeah. another question. That that's like a weird one about the way that they did this one. Like they, they did a lot of unconventional things. Like I could ignore, I still don't feel highly about Infinity War. Like, like, I, there's, there's like a. It kind of sounds like you do, Ronald. End, no, I'm telling. Endgame yeah, did something. Like Endgame, Endgame to me was right. So much better. Well, what you had said was, if they nailed it with Endgame, your opinion of Infinity War would go up automatically anyway. So yes. I think that that's you what, remember that. Yes, yes. I remember what you said. It was say, like Ronald. a real thing, man. Sometimes like, was, more than you remember. I think I, was, I remember I what you said. I did. <laughs> I think I know. I know that everybody likes to like play around with the idea of like, oh, well, it's a part of a series, but movies should stand alone. And if you watch that movie, especially towards the end of the Marvel run, that is not a standalone movie. See, I agree with you in almost any other case. I feel like Infinity War had the right of all movies to say, this is this is the conclusion. Watch Harry Potter. 
But no, but this is not that. They've been watch building it. up to this all these. I'm just saying, if okay. you watch Harry Potter, we've been down no, no, this road before. He's just telling you that yeah. you should watch okay, Harry Potter. You know, you're right. <laughs> like you got a weekend <laughs> coming up. You got this. No. You got a weekend coming up. You should just Stop watch Harry Potter. Right. This isn't about Avengers. Stop this what is you're just doing like and no, watch John. Harry Potter. But no, you should just I'm just, watch I'm Harry just, Potter. I'm just saying. Stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image of the wizard that you're used to. What a Humpty. You know what I heard about Humpty Ronald? He once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Wow. We, <laughs> is that been confirmed or that's just a rumor? You know what's funny is they used to bleep that out because it yeah. was a, yeah. but, but it always sounded like he was saying I once got busy in a motherfucking bathroom or something. <laughs> that's what I thought he said. <laughs> so when I heard it was Burger King I was like oh. <laughs> that's it? It's not even something controversial like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I once yeah. got busy in a popular <laughs> chain. <laughs> a burger chain. A chain that you probably know <laughs> but we can't say. But it is, I guess, more on brand for Humpty. Yeah. If we want to go back in the Wayback Machine to Humpty yeah. as a subject, can you imagine that, if he said that, a, that he would be like name checking Burger King as though that was cool? You know, like what if he said a a place that wasn't popular to the East Coast? Like I once got busy in In and Out Burger. D's bathroom. <laughs> it's like what? What the fuck? Were you talking about an In and Out Burger or what yeah. was that other one? I said Captain D's. Which Cap- is that's even place. more obscure. They got hush puppies there, though. <laughs> hush puppies are so good. <laughs> they really are. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Where, where were we? Oh, yes. You, 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 you were just kind of reopening yeah, the No, seriously, like, man. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I hated that movie when I first saw it, man. And it blows my mind that you still use yeah. that word. Hate it. Yeah. No, I yeah. hate But you know what? I, Bright, I respect you. Bright Infinity War. Uh, Terminator 3. <laughs> just fuck with me, man. This It's no longer on that list. Okay, good. It's no longer on that list. Good. So if anybody is listening to this, waiting for it to like cohere into like a, a, t- a topic and not just a series of tangents, I think you're out of luck. I think tonight we've yeah. got a lot of little subjects to hey, talk man, about. We're just hanging out and right. talking. We're Look. catching back up. We've done catch-up episodes before, but I feel like this is even more than a catch-up. I really do think this is a reboot for the yeah. podcast. You're and on maybe a- we're back. Things that didn't happen in the spring that could have happened, we, we did, there wasn't a Schmovie Awards this year. Right. Oh, you just drove into a, a small without town. without a Shmovie Awards. Oh. You just drove into a small town, Tangent City. I was city. wondering, yeah. <laughs> Population three. When I first started doing a podcast, Tangent City was the, a name that I came up with. And I think I found that someone was already using that, or there was already something called that. Really? But it's a good name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, another thing that we might have done that we haven't done yet was uh, we were going to do another round of the of the Schmovie Studios movie game. Wow. I had that ready. Wow. And I had my ramekins also. Eventually, the ramekins had to go back in the cupboard. As you can see, everything's <laughs> been taken out of the basement. Oh, yeah. But I do have slips of paper ready for that. At any rate, there's a lot of things that didn't happen. And we saw a lot of movies that we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. And I think what Steve kind of suggested right before we started recording was that maybe a good way to f- structure this would be to talk about some movies that are coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. A lot of trailers just came out from Comic-Con. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. And while it might be nice to hear us talk about things like Stranger Things Season 3 or um, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home or Toy Story 4. Or, or, or Midsommar. Midsommar. Oh, I would love to talk about Midsommar. <laughs> I really want to talk about Midsommar with you I have fellas. a feeling you'll talk about it later. Yes. Down the line. Yeah, down the line. Because I've been hearing some things about it. You've been hearing things about me talking about it? Some <laughs> <laughs> things about John. What do you know? Specifically, t- Who do you know? Yeah. Maybe close to the end of this episode, we can do some quick takes on some recent things. But we, we're going to talk about some trailers for some <laughs> stuff that's, that's on the horizon. And we just finished watching <laughs> the trailer for a movie that's coming next year that... Um, I, I don't have any expectations or anything but just... Wait, which one? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm the... One. That's this year. Oh, it's coming this year. That's this winter. This winter. Hold this is, on. This is what? their. This is their big Oscar. Contender. It's gonna be a cold, cold winter for me if that movie's. In. No, uh, we oh, just no. we just watched the trailer for Cats. Yeah. And 
I don't know. I, I like I've never quite understood cats. Like I know no. that a lot of these songs Same. have become classics and yeah. become staples, yeah. and I, I don't even dislike the songs. But there's never been anything about the um, <clears throat> the sort of, the idea of the stage performance that really appeals to me. It yeah. seems like I it's the, all the things I would not be able to get past and enjoy <laughs> about yeah. going to see a, a musical. And I have nothing against musicals, but yeah, the people running around in tights. Uh, dressed as cats, but, that, uh, it's, but it, there's something very distinctly different about this one. Oh no, this is they've done some CGI malarkey on top of the on the, top of the, the usual ma- cats idea. I can't figure that out. I mean, we're at a time where like costumes are at a, I don't know, man. We're at this period where it's like a renaissance of practical things. Like Star Wars is happening, and they oh, oh, like a, a a cash cow. Yeah, who could who could just go for the CGI fest is still putting practical things in their movies. Yeah, and we see cats uh, that has like CGI on the it's, face. It's like you know, it, up oh. to the trailer coming out, it had been like touted like there's there's this amazing new technology that they had been working on to reveal for fur, <laughs> right. which was the big thing, okay. like the featurettes that were coming out before right. this trailer premiere. And I I don't know, the, the trailer does not look like there's anything to be boasting about with no. fur. Like it looks really weird. Yeah, they look the weird. Kind of stretched like, out, shimmery. Kind yeah. of doesn't quite look like fur. And the way the human body is covered with fur and made to be as cat-like as possible, but still basically the human body and have a just, human nose. It's just yeah. creepy. Yeah, it's and very unsettling. Them, giving them the human nose. Honestly, you, if they had a cat nose in the middle of those faces, it would be about ten percent less creepy. Yes. Right there, just yeah. to, maybe twenty. I'll what? go up to twenty-two, twenty-three percent less uh, creepy. You're flexing. Right I know. I, my numbers are inexact. Why right did now. they make it seem like? It just Alba just looked like a a black man with a beard. <laughs> That's super so weird. weird. Man. I was like, what the fuck? Are What's they doing? weird is that, that I mean, I guess all those people are willing to be part of something that could be a huge hit or something. Yeah. For sure. But, but what are... a weird thing. Like, yeah. I guess maybe what I would say is that if I've been mystified by the by what Cats mm-hmm. is and why it's popular, which I have been, this trailer did nothing to make me understand what it is that would make this thing a huge hit. So it's, it's like, is this going to no. be a hit, or is this just going to... Is this weird? Is it too weird? The thing is, it's the trailer doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look like... I'm not like, this is trash. No, but, it doesn't look like they didn't but try. I have no t- like I have no desire to see it the first day. I have no desire to see it the second day or the 90th. Right. You know, it's right. just something about so the entire theatrical window. Yeah, yeah. By the time it comes out, it'll be less than ninety yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. There's something. Yeah, it's weird. You like, think you, it stays you, in theaters ninety days? That's a long run nowadays. Well, I'm saying. Well, I <laughs> yeah. mean, very few do, but I mean, you know, some it, movies still like Endgame is still in theaters. There's so many stars in it that I think this thing might be a hit. Well, that's the thing. It's like, just it's, so many it's, people. It's in this like Christmas time slot. It comes out like the week of Christmas or before, and it's and it's going for that musical. You know, Oscar number. You know, where it's got this amazing cast. You know, Judy Dench, Ian, Mc, Ian McKellen, like pop, current pop stars like Taylor Swift is in oh, it. Yeah, people going. Jennifer go Hudson. The I think the female lead is like a world renowned like ballerina dancer, like mm-hmm. making like a film feature film debut. So there's a lot of interesting like art happening in this film. You know, like or artists. You know, kind of coming together for this movie. And Tom Hooper's an interesting director. To you know, he's done. I mean, he's had a pretty high level of his success with Oscar films. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot lined up there, but first impressions agreed, like, and it, with both of you, actually, like, I've, I've never really got, understood the cat sensation, mm-hmm. um, but it does nothing to make me want to be a part of, like, what could possibly be an exciting time for <clears throat> And none musicals. of us are, like, afraid of enjoying musicals. At no. all. I love Hell yes. no. I love musicals, yes. man. No, for sure. Right. And I mean, some of the music is like 
fairly iconic. I recognize a lot mm-hmm. of the songs. But all I think about watching that trailer is like how much time and money was spent on that CG that looks so weird where like why was a practical like outfit not created and then do some CG to touch it up? The decision almost seems like it was motivated by, by a desire to not do something that would feel too stagey or would feel too right. too uh, related to what we've seen before, which is people with makeup on. But I really think with this cast and the way they're filming it, they still could have worked a lot of movie magic and not have that super off-putting aspect of yeah. the... Like Jennifer Hudson in particular. Her <laughs> yeah. face looks so oddly mapped Weird. Yeah. On, that, on that cat face. Yeah. That it, yeah, it just, it's, I think I would spend half the movie just going, what's, <laughs> what's real and what's, yes. what's not? As There's opposed to, it. if it was makeup, you would just go, oh, that's makeup is kind of cool. And I, yeah, it seems like they could do something kind of cool with the makeup. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I feel bad even saying all this because A, it's a trailer and, and B, I think it has not for me written all over all it. All over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. But I do like to understand whenever there's a sensation like if that. You have a, if you have a chance, there's a, somebody recut the trailer to the score from Annihilation. And it's really? probably like the best horror trailer. <laughs> oh it is creepy looking. If, 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 that, was, if that was being presented as horror, yeah. I would be saying, I don't want those creatures coming anywhere near right. me. No, right, man. right. I don't want to turn into one of them. I don't want anyone I love to turn into one of them. Yeah. I, 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 I think Rebel Wilson is a really good actress. I'm, I get I don't so want to buy ti- anything bought, sold, I, or processed. I get so tired of seeing her. You yeah. know, they're just like, oh, why don't you fall down a couple of times? She's silly. She has range, man. She really has range. So it, it just, that stuff disappoints me. But I'm don't you bring Rebel Wilson into a movie like this so that she is that? I mean, is, funny. It, yeah. in this kind of big She's mainstream so funny, thing, man. isn't her bringing her in yeah. to be the comic relief? So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm, she's probably taking that money like, oh, okay. I can, <laughs> oh, you want me to fall down another time? Absolutely. I'm, uh, who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so that's a probably pass for me. Yeah. I mean, I'll see it. I'm I'm gonna see it, but does nothing for me. It's actually a piss for me. So it's it didn't say passes. 2020. It said 2019, huh? It's like December 19th. Oh. Damn, they're really trying to. Like it's like their big Christmas week. <laughs> this might not be musical ba- Hollywood <clears throat> Oscar run. It might not be terrible. It looks terrible, though. It's I mean, yeah. it just looks weird. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> I mean, I mean it I... is also five, six months out, so there may be stuff done, you know, still to the CG. Is it going to be like Sonic Gate? Well, I don't think so, because they're, 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 they are all in on this movie. This is a massive budget movie. Okay. Um, but... Sonic Gate. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad about Sonic only because I like Ben Schwartz. Yeah, it's not, but it has nothing to do with Ben. I know. But, but, I, but I'm just saying... involved no. in it, sure. It was an odd choice to... To create this sort of quasi-realistic blue hedgehog humanoid humanoid creature, like it really was, if it, not quite the same uncanny valley area that the um, that the cats uh, yeah. are in, but it's it's in that neighborhood of if, just like this. This is an off-putting creature I'm looking at. If you don't want to see Sonic, I'll give you a good counter. That Pokemon movie, I didn't uh, see that. Detective Pikachu was it good? I, I, it's it's fun, man. It looked wanted, really fun. It's a fun yeah, movie. I honestly thought the way that, one episode that CG is incredible. The way they brought it's those so characters good. into the into Speaking the world of fur, was good. It's it's the who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It, it is yeah, who yeah, framed Roger Rabbit in that. in a really cool way. Like they yeah. they've used the comedy. <laughs> it's done in a really cool way. Yeah. So yeah, Detective uh, Pikachu. What else? What else did we just watch? Yeah. Well, um, what about? Well, I just mentioned a horror trailer. Let's talk about the new It Chapter 2 trailer. This is, the, I think, the final trailer uh, for the movie. It comes out in second or third week of September. Yeah. 
I mean, this is like my most anticipated movie of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, Endgame, like, love it. You know, yeah. it's like one of my favorite movies of the year. But just in pure anticipation, just because this book, this, you know, novel, the even the miniseries, like I've said it on the podcast before, like, it is just like my jam. Mm-hmm. And I just think that who they have involved with it, just the production value, the cinematography, everything just was so good about that first chapter. And the teaser that came out was great, and this trailer is just phenomenal. I think it just, it's firing on every cylinder that they need to have it showing for the book, for the fans, or the movie. And, I mean, it just looks amazing. Like, the casting is so spot on. Yeah. And it looks genuinely scary, which is like a mainstream scary horror movie that's going to dominate the box office as exciting as all hell. And I just think it looks great. And I think we've had to wait the right amount of time for it, yeah. that it yeah. feels like a return and not just another installment, which yeah. even though I wanted them to have it ready within a year yeah. after the, yeah. the first one, I was sort of glad to f- have this feeling when I was watching that trailer and the teaser that they put out yeah. of, of just, oh, they're, they're back, you yeah. know, as opposed to that feeling of, okay, cool, here's the other bookend, you know, right. which just makes it feel like it can be its own thing. I also find the idea of the adults being used to sort of deal with the idea of this kind of childhood trauma and this kind of memory that sticks with you and how we're going to see different versions of of coping with what those characters had happened to them as kids. I just think that's rich. And I'm at a point in my life where I think a lot about things that happened in the past that kind of made me who I am. And some of it wasn't great, you know? Um, And some of it I still haven't dealt with. And the idea of being thrown back into a situation where all those literal nightmares are still waiting for you. I just think it has the potential to be a very emotional movie yeah. on top of, as you said, scary. And it, it, the trailer points to a kind of genre mix that we don't often see. Maybe it's very similar because of the Stephen King underpinning to um, the way that Stranger Things, which yeah. just had a really good third season, um, can combine the sci-fi and the horror and the caring about the characters and just these elements that swirl together to to be a truly dangerous world yeah. for the characters. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking when as I was watching the trailer is we in past uh I'd say like three years, we've been seeing these like shoestring budget, well made horror films, right? That great Oh, it costs two million dollars to make, thirty six million dollars in profit, fifty million dollars in profit. Yeah. I like to see these high-end ones that have the money thrown at it that are equally as exciting, equally as great. And that's something that we're not seeing quite as often. There still isn't quite the market for these high-end ones the way that it is for these ones that can flip a a profit the way that the the smaller Blumhouse ones Mm -hmm. are. Right. So I love to see something like this come along that excites the hell out of me that looks like Lots and lots of money was thrown at it, but still doesn't lose this integrity. And that's something about this trailer, man. I I haven't gotten excited about a a horror film like of this budget since the first one. I mean, that's the that's when I saw that trailer. I was like, this is different. This is different than anything I've seen in a while. I think you're one hundred percent right that the uh, just the idea of a big budget horror movie is something that sometimes it's sometimes it has to be. Like the the alien films, you know, right. Prometheus and um, Covenant, both had that aspect of these are huge budget movies, yeah. but they are essentially scary films. Um, but those have other trappings to them too. It's a franchise entry. It's sci-fi and everything. When right. it came out, it really did seem like, and I think that's one of the things we talked about when we did an episode about the first it was um, just the production value and the the scale of this, and that it mm. does seem like this is a story that 
pe- that resonates with people. There's something about there being like a team of characters that are oh, going to they're going to uh, reform. Yeah. It, it's not totally unlike the way it feels when it's say like the Avengers trailer or something or this Justice <laughs> League trailer, and you see the characters kind of forming together, and they managed to create. That sense with just one movie and a couple years of anticipation. And I really do think the sort of the cult of that movie, so to speak, has grown since it came out. So it was a success when it came out. But I think a lot of people who've caught it on video have, have just pointed out what you said, Ronald. It's a well-made movie. It's, it, and it's really I think people who are horror fans like to see a horror movie that has money thrown at it. I mean, for years I've been hearing uh, Guillermo del Toro saying he has these projects that he wants to do that it's hard for him to get the budget he wants to do right. the sort of movie he wants to make and that would be more straight horror you right. know um so it's it's just a shame that that has been seen as not a viable prospect and maybe maybe this is the beginning of and I and I do think stranger things too not to keep looping that in but I think that is another thing that has shown that there is this hunger on the on a wide level, like people who aren't necessarily mm. uh, fringe dwellers who are looking for that latest, like, obscure genre thing. You can have these mainstream, down-the-middle entertainments yeah. that yeah. really do yeah. leave a mark, that really do awful things and really do play with these tropes. And maybe there's something in the air right now that people want to see something that goes a little deeper and gets a little gnarlier, but still has that heart and that underpinning of ultimately caring about the characters is yeah. what's going to carry you through. And, and, again, where the stakes are high, kids can die. Yeah. I think I'm all, I'm all in. Also... I also wanted to say this, man. There's something about so Stranger Things is is an incredible show, but it's also accessible at home. I think there's something really cool about movies that are bringing people out to the theater. I think there's something. It still isn't the same experience. Experiencing yeah. in the theater with a bunch of people you don't know, the tension's high. You know, the sounds really. You know, it's it's being thrown around the room. Yeah, it does something to you a little differently sure. than it you know, watching it at home. So I think that this is going to bring people out. I'm excited. It's crazy to think like even what your point about the budget and as right as you are, the first it's budget was $38 million, Mm. which is like not, which is a a budget of any movie. Like they just don't really make movies in that range usually anymore. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of what you're talking about, like the Blumhouse model where it's like sub 10, Mm. maybe 20 if you're M night making a Blumhouse film or Jordan Peele making a Blumhouse film. But like, 38, it's like, that's kind of in that weird area that they don't really make tons of films anymore. So, right. I mean, for that movie to come out and make, like, over $700 million worldwide, like... Yikes. More, you know, that's that's insane for a horror film, you yeah. know? That's pretty cool. So, I don't know what the budget on the second one was. Obviously, I'm sure it's more even just simply with who's in it. Yeah. But I think it is, like, what John was saying, like, this really incredible feeling of, like, even the shots in the trailer that kind of gets me pumped up, like... The wide shot of the adults walking down the main street of uh, of Derry, and you just like you just see their backs, but you see the whole crew back together, the adults, or yeah. you know, or at that table in the Chinese restaurant. Like it does feel on a smaller scale, like Avengers is what first popped in my mind. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they're back together. Yeah, there they you are. You know, it's like there they are. But there's uh, and I'm sure that mentality of like that that excitement for Endgame in some indirect way. Um, maybe plays into that, but I think the trailer looks incredible. And I mean, I was sold 100% already, but it just like keeps, you know, reinforcing how badly I want to see that movie. Oh yeah. Also, the editing where you see the younger version and then the older yeah. version, and they're finally connecting those characters for you because you could you might have known from the casting reports if you were following yeah. it like like we were, um, you know, who was playing who. But some of those are just such great choices. It's amazing. Spot. And I mean, there's Bill Hader. I'll. I'll always be excited to see in this type of movie, especially where it's not a straight comedy. But uh, James Ransom uh, oh as God. Eddie, the older version of Eddie, is 
like even visually is just that like fade is yeah, like yeah that's the one that's like yeah your just, reaction to that trailer yeah. when that fade happened you're like oh like yeah. like it looks just like a like Craziness. that kid yeah it's it's just so well done I think there's more attention to that too, like just people looking like people when they get older. I mean, yeah. I feel like there wasn't like a thing. I'm also feeling like uh, so. I recently watched a miniseries. I feel like the last part, like the last half an hour, went off the rails. Like not in a bad way. It just got real crazy. Oh, there's room for improving <laughs> on that. Yeah, especially and, for modern audiences. That's what I know? was thinking as I was watching. I'm like. I think it's going to be like just as equally as crazy, but I think they're going to tie it in in a way that we're going to be like. I bet oh, they mix man, it up. What? Yeah, it's going to play homage to the the old one, but also do something really cool and unique. I just you could tell you could tell by the tone of it. They want to do the right adaptation, so you yes. know they're they want to stick to it. Yeah, but they also probably want to keep you guessing, and maybe some of the mechanics of how things happen will be different in the same way that it was in the first book. Right, right. But certain things feel right that happen in the original book. So I think that's an interesting needle for them to thread. Of yeah. even having someone like me who knows the plot of the book. I don't know if you read yeah, the I book. Yeah, I do. Yes, but no, book. maybe you since you yeah. just watched the miniseries, Ronald. Whether you've read the book or not, have you read the book? No, but you I'm just saw the story, to. so you know yeah. essentially what happens. Right, right. It's like it's set up well for that same resolution to work, but I also expect it to be, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking of like watching um, uh, Hannibal yeah. and seeing how that moved in and out of the stuff we knew, we knew about, about what Hannibal Lecter had done. And some stuff was different, some stuff was the same, but the spirit of it was often the same. For sure. So yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they play that conclusion. Because I think there's, a, there's just a ton of stuff they could do differently to make what's weird about the book and what was maybe very cheesy by today's standards about <laughs> what the miniseries did, that this movie can, can just do so much more than they yeah. could have done, you know. And I, I think that there's some stuff that's hard to visualize that Stephen King wrote. And I don't know that they should try to adapt it straight. I think they should go more in the direction of what's going to work cinematically. So, yeah, yeah. so I'm, yeah, I'm really interested to see. It's, it, that $700 million figure is, is crazy, but I guess it's because this is kind of an iconic property, sort of a stealth iconic property. People remembered the series. That, that name has some the heft class, to it. Pennywise has, Pennywise has like, recognition yeah. and then the book. And that cover, the book cover is like iconic whether you yeah. read the book or not. Maybe you were a kid and you saw it on your parents' shelf yeah. and it scared you and you didn't want to read it. <laughs> but still, that that like that's what, you know, um, like my son was saying maybe for Halloween this year, there's a there's a sewer grating outside our house, like a little grating in the middle of an alley. Mm. Yeah. And he was saying we should have a, a red <laughs> balloon yeah. coming out of it for, for trick-or-treaters as they walk by. And I was like, you know, that's kind of cool. But I bet it was like, I bet other people are thinking of that. And I bet all, they're all over the place. I bet, in fact, I think that's like a marketing thing <laughs> probably is. that they're doing. It is, I'm sure. So it's I know just, the little kid in the yellow jacket was a marketing thing for yeah. like, Georgie in the jacket was like a big part of the marketing Georgie. for the first one. Yeah, so, I mean, so how cool is that, that it's got those kind of iconic visual cues and it's coming up in the fall and it's you know it's it's like during that season where you can have a giant hit it, it, they're, oh god they're yeah. stretching that idea it's, of, it, of the, what what are the summer months when people go to see a lot of movies bringing it into that labor day weekend uh is there uh, yeah that that, that really whole smart. run up to yeah. halloween that movie's gonna play so well mm-hmm. yeah. and he, in the, speaking of jordy that that clip in the trailer where he's like saying at the end like you lied, I died. He says mm-hmm. it like twice. It just, yeah. oh, it just yeah. gives me cold chills. And then there's that noise. I don't know what that... It's like a guitar yeah. noise or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Or, or metal. It's the equivalent of that uh, of the, the, the camera sound from the Chainsaw remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, it's that, oh, it's man. that With equivalent. Like that sounds like a string being tied yes. into the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some sounds so, yeah, are just... We're all in on this, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. What's the next one we watched? Well, we watched Top Gun Maverick, or Ma- Maverick Top Gun, or Top Gun the Maverick? The first one. Uh, yeah. Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick, Maverick. Um, which 
it just looks like... I mean, if, if uh, the claim was that uh, Disney, when they were making Captain Marvel, that they were making a 90s throwback, <laughs> um, the, you know, that still looks very much in the Marvel House style. This yeah. movie looks like the most literal 90s throwback mm-hmm. I've ever seen, right down to the, the way it's photographed. The, the, it, it, I mean, which is good. It should feel like a sequel to what it is. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting to me. I think this, it's, it's interesting how straight this trailer plays that Tom Cruise ego Whereas lately right. we've been seeing him undercutting that with a little comedy. There's really nothing in this trailer to indicate that Tom Cruise has a sense of humor about himself at all. Maybe this is a, an iconic part that he wants to sort of respect. But I, I, I kind of hope that the movie has a little bit more of that, whatever we've expected from him in recent years, of kind of playing the the, the joke of, of Tom Cruise a bit. But... I'm not the biggest Top Gun fan, so maybe I'm not the best judge of this trailer. It certainly looks expensive, and some of those flying shots are, yeah, are yeah. very cool looking. Uh, it has the it has the patented. No matter what Tom Cruise trailer you're watching, they like to show the maybe five foot shot from his face. They're like, he did this stunt. Oh yeah. Oh, you see his face? He did this stunt. There's no doubt he's There's in the back no of that jet. No doubt about yeah. it. He <laughs> did this stunt. Um, I think that's pretty cool, and I love that he's so. He immerses himself into that stuff. Uh, What I do wonder as a person who is, you know, our our tastes has spanned across a couple decades at this point, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a place for this movie in 2019, 2020 for for an audience that isn't quite as familiar with Tom Cruise, the brand, or Tom Cruise, Top Gun, Tom Cruise, Maverick. Are are is there a space for this to like destroy name brand recognition? Does seem to be a big right. thing, but we have seen it fail in certain ways. I, it would yeah. be strange to think that this movie couldn't more. be like a down the middle hit. But I know what you're saying about the trailer itself. Does not it seems to really be selling this movie to people that love Top Gun and love Tom Cruise in that role yeah, and Tom and or Tom Cruise. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, what do you think, Steve? You're, you're, you're you might be our resident Tom Cruise fan. Even though I think we're all that. very sympathetic yeah, yeah. to Tom Cruise. We're, None of us are opposed I, to him. I'm, yeah, I'm an easy mark for this. I the music, the kick in. Yeah, like you said even just the look. It, it's it's it feels right very Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Uh, the Joseph Kaczynski who did uh, what did he do? Oblivion, the uh, film that introduced Ronald great to sci-fi. movie. Yeah, never um, heard of sci-fi. <laughs> but or yeah, an I, alien language. I just think that it looks. You know, you know, I looks, like the movie Oblivion, but whenever I think of it, that's all I think about is that it's the movie it that be. that began the yeah. genre of sci-fi. I mean, it was a big task, but man, it went right at <laughs> it. What, what if what if he meets the space version of himself? And that's the connection. <laughs> I mean, like weirder things have happened. No, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm super pumped for this. I think the trailer was cool. Um, really, not much. The little bits in terms of story beats, but not really much at all. Like you said, this it, first little teaser is going straight up the nostalgia chain of like, you you want the shot of him getting on the bike with the bomber jacket? You got it. You want him putting the glasses on? You got it. You know, the, the cool aerial stunts, like you know that the Tom Cruise action star of this generation or decade, whatever, has become with the stunts, that's going to surely be in this movie. Yeah. Um, looks like it's got a pretty incredible cast. You'll miss him if you blink, but Miles yeah. Teller's in this cast. He's in the shots, a couple shots in the trailer. Glenn Powell, who I love, is in the movie. Jennifer Connelly, Ed Harris. That guy, Jay, Jay uh, from that weird horror film with the... 
He's from Insecure, but I saw him in this. This. <clears throat> have you seen that horror film where they like go to different rooms? It's like a escape room. Escape. What, what did you think about that movie? I thought though? it was okay. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, yeah. we, I liked we, it, we man. It. it was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like this. This is. I think Jay the, Ellis. That's his name. So. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about yeah. this. This really does just play up the nostalgia. I am very curious to see if it has a place or if there's a market or an audience for this. Yeah. If there's a time to try, it's now, only because of how much his action stock has gone up from the Mission Impossible series. But it will also be a telling thing to see if it exists outside of that. Because he's had a bit of a hard time getting other franchises to go. Yeah. And recently seeing things like, you know, different stars kind of anchoring it, but seeing them trying to relaunch franchises like Men in Black. And seeing it get squatted down. That came from the 90s or even maybe something from older. They, they They don't all have a place, like you're asking. But... It does seem like if there's a time to try and It'd Tom Cruise is the anchor of this film, yeah. it's probably between arguably two of his biggest Mission Impossible movies that'll come out. You know, you know what it makes me think of is, and I know this is a very strange comparison perhaps, but maybe not actually. In fact, there, this might be a very linear comparison now that I'm thinking of it because it's the two brothers uh, in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it reminds me a lot of the Blade Runner 2049 trailer, True. which unquestionably looked beautiful and like an, an attempt to sequelize Blade Runner for a modern audience, you know, when you right, saw it. Right. And yet you wondered, like, who is this for? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Top Gun Maverick is, like, in that department of, like, it's a mainstream thing. And it seems, again, it just seems like a shoe-in. And I think it's just what you kind of are hinting at, Ronald, at least as far as how I'm interpreting what you're saying, is something that I'm kind of feeling, too, about a lot of these, which is... Sort of the same way we wonder when's it going to be, you know, as we wondered, like what's what's going to be the Star Wars movie that that turns yeah. out to be a disappointment. Well, right. it was Solo, and right. it wasn't because it was right. a bad movie necessarily. It was sure. because of all these things around it. Yeah. What's going to be the Marvel movie that's underwhelming compared to expectations? These nostalgic things like Blade Runner, you you'd think just saying, "Hey guys, we're doing a sequel to that." We're doing Citizen Kane too. That there's a certain amount of people going, well, gosh, I got to see this. But maybe that idea only goes so far. So I think it is interesting to wonder when will it break. I don't think Top Gun is going to be the brand that they can't somehow spin into like a, a good opening weekend or something like that, especially if the movie has a lot more to offer. Uh, but that teaser was definitely aimed at the nostalgic piece of, of he's back, Maverick's back, and the idea of we're updating... The, you know, the idea of the stunts in these movies, knowing what Tom Cruise d- likes to do in his movies, now we're turning this movie, which seems like it's primed to just be uh, a, like just a, a stunt test reel mm-hmm. of Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. rolling around in jets. Yeah. So I, I, to me, it just seems like I, I, I don't but I don't know who that who that audience is that w- is like cr- clamoring for more Top Gun the same way that I think there may not have been really a wide audience that was clamoring for more Blade Runner. Yeah. I think it's a little wider than who were clamoring for Blade Runner, but I oh, still it's definitely feel like wider it's than that. very niche still. Yeah. yeah. I think it is a really interesting take, and I think it would be very curious to see how the marketing handles trying to reach outside of just the nostalgia Tom Cruise-ness yeah. of mm-hmm. it. If, if you can. I don't know if yeah. you can. Because, I mean, you think about the rest of the cast, and, I mean, like, Miles Teller has not turned out to be... A brand no glenn powell no. is probably more of a brand than miles teller simply because of that netflix rom-com he was in that was so good with uh zoe dutch um mm-hmm. when we talked about this last year it's called like um, that was a really good uh where they're two the two assistants for their bosses yes. tay diggs lucy lou oh that was a good one it's great 
I, really I feel it. like more people know him <laughs> yeah. because of that movie than what of an audience exists for Miles Teller, who are like yeah. the two male young people mm-hmm. in this movie that like would be the next generation of a Top Gun franchise, maybe. Uh, or 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 Jennifer Connelly, or you know the other lead. Like it's you're not building this movie around other people. You're building it around Tom Cruise and people that want to go back to the danger zone. You know, and it's just like it is really interesting to see if enough people are there to want to do it. Yeah. Or if it's a pure nostalgia hit. I think that because of the sort of movie the Top Gun was, that it will step outside of pure nostalgia just because it was a, for lack of a better term, shallow, mainstream, like it was not going for anything. It was so clearly what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like Top Gun was a big hit. It had like steamy sex and, 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 you know, flying footage. Men playing volleyball. Yeah, men playing volleyball. (laughs) Uh, had Tom Cruise being the most Tom Cruisey kind of pompous, the, like the most fully I mean, formed version of that of that. an icon. Yeah, an icon. Yeah, right. So bringing that back again, it just there's something I'm, I I can't quite verbalize though. That's just so interesting about that. When you bring something back, we have seen it succeed, and we've seen that sort of everything has kind of come back. Yeah, everything that has that is able to come back totally has kind right. of come back. Totally right. And this yeah. is yet another thing that it seems like. Oh yeah, they finally got it together for it to come back, and maybe at a time when Tom Cruise. Whether he wants to admit it or not, probably does like the idea of a more surefire hit. He does a lot of movies that don't, yeah. like the you know he's got certain like Mission Impossible movies do well for him. But we've discussed how his name above the title is not necessarily the draw yeah. that it used to be, and there aren't that many stars that open movies the way that stars like Tom Cruise did totally. in the in the eighties and the nineties. So I think all of that just adds up to making this an interesting piece. But because of the fact that Tom that Top Gun was always that kind of down the middle, f- flashy, stylish exciting looking movie i think that that is not quite the same thing as trying to sell new audiences a crazy world with lots of rules and lots of implications the way that say blade runner would exactly have been. Yeah. no totally um, agree. but that idea of just it's back and here it is and look it looks like a really high-priced version of what you would expect to me that notion is like they can get excitement going for something so that maybe no one was really asking for or no one really needed or no one was really uh, i mean i don't know is, is, is top gun the sort of concept where i guess anything where you come back 30 years later you can say there's something to there's story to tell but I don't know if Top Gun is the sort of movie where people have been thinking about Maverick as a character and wondering wondering what's up. You you tell me, Steve. Have you been? You ever you wanna, just you look like, out at the night sky and wonder what Maverick's doing? Every night when I go to sleep. Are you writing fan fiction? You know what I do think, though? I, mean, I love Top Gun, though. Yeah. I really do. I'm not knocking I'm, it. I'm, no, I know you're yeah. not. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if there's... I mean, I guess there probably are. I, I Somebody would have a better answer. But, like, I don't know that there's a more iconic Tom Cruise at the height of his... Or at least to the ascension to the height of his powers mm-hmm. as, as Maverick. I mean, like it just it just was the coolest thing ever. Hmm. At least I to me, yeah. yeah. You know, like you know, I I can. It wasn't like geared towards me when I saw it for sure, but I mean, it was like I just remember like thinking he was the coolest shit ever. Yeah, and took I mean, your breath away. He, I, some would say, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's it's counterculture in a way. Like whatever it is that we're doing now in terms of like what it is that's cool right. and trending no, for sure there's a there's a there's a man's man in a way like he's short but he's also he'll also punch anybody in the face right. mm-hmm. he's also bold and you know defying his boss and these are all things that don't happen in a lot of movies anymore right that's true. which are like true. tropes from the 80s that that drive us i mean mm-hmm. honestly that stuff plays well to a big crowd and that's not happening now in a lot of movies. So I think if they if they market it well, if they have like 
some snappy lines from Miles Teller. They have some cool shit from Tom Cruise. They have a bunch of the the you know the guys. Maybe that some are, surprises. Yeah, yeah, some up and coming yeah. guys that are yeah. that are like tough, and he's like you know moving around with them. I think that it can work, but it has to be marketed in that way. It has to be like. This is a man's man, but also in the middle of this are cool people that he gets along with that are a little younger. Yeah, they've got to get that into the they marketing. Have to, they they've have got to get, get like I, th- I think um, what's his name, Jason from uh, The Good Place. Mm. He's in it as wow. one of the guys. Like, there's a young cast around right, it. You right, see right. glimpses of it in the trailer, yeah. like when they recreate the loving feeling scene, like in the piano. Like that's mm. the shot of Miles Teller yeah. that you see. You could you would never know it was him unless you freeze it because he's got like a mustache and. Yeah. Um, but they're got that's gotta be a big part of the marketing eventually. It can't just be yeah. only Tom Cruise. And, and yeah, remember this guy. Yeah, it yeah. can't be. So you know, it, it's also reminding me as we talk about it. It's like Creed yes. is another franchise that did Perfect a very similar example. thing, bringing it back. But like what we got this time would be like, what if the Creed trailer was all about Rocky instead of all yeah, about right. yeah, you know. Michael they have Jordan. to. And what was that first Creed trailer? Was it? Was it? I can't even remember. Was it all mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan? I think it was. I, can't, I think they I, almost. Now I want to go back and they watch. They almost saved Rocky for like, yeah. you know, like a big hero moment right, in the trailer. Right. right. But at any rate, I think that it'll be interesting to see what the lead up, what this is like, them selling them yeah. on what, what kind of what you guys are saying, what this movie is, but continuing to say, hey, remember Top Gun? Yeah. I just think it's interesting when they do that. Hey, remember that? I mean, I, that. It, it's, yeah, it's just a, we are in the day where if something is, if it's got a shot, they, somebody somewhere is going to figure out a way to make the deal. Whereas, for sure. Whereas maybe for a little while there were certain properties that they thought, oh, we're never going to, we're never going to see that again. That was lightning in a bottle. But now it's just like, you know, and you hear about certain projects that they can't get off the ground, like, um, They've been talking about a sequel to Beetlejuice forever, and that seems like it could so easily be a yeah, shoe-in. Yeah. People love Michael Keaton right now. Tim Burton yes. kind of needs to go back to that weirdness. Winona Ryder is even back. Super hot right now. And yet now. they can't seem to get that going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, some kind of Fletch reboot oh God, or new version. Oh, that's forever. And the, the last uh, time I heard the news, it was a few years ago, but it was Jason Sudeikis yeah. that was lined up. And I was like, man, that's the best Perfect. That's the best solution yet. Like, who can replace Chevy Chase? I was like, well, okay, Jason Sudeikis actually has the... The smugness and the kind of handsomeness yeah. to pull it off, but still, that has. I mean, so there's. You would think certain things would just get off the ground, but and I know this has been building for a long time. Wasn't Tony Scott actually going to yeah. be involved at some point? They, yeah, they were. Himself? It was in pre-production. So, so yeah, some movies that seem like maybe they were never wow, going to happen, crazy. and Damn, and then they're crazy. here. So I yeah, this is just a teaser. I have a feeling they're going to yeah. do everything you just said, Steve. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sell it to audiences today. They're not going to totally lean on the. The, the teaser can be about Maverick, yeah. the character. Mark- yeah, and it comes out a year from now. Yeah. So the, yeah. the other reality is that, you know, that's maybe what they knew they had to cut for this. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, like, let's get those nostalgic beats, the the Maverick in the plane, the Maverick on the bike, yeah. the loving feeling shot, the volleyball mm-hmm. shot. Because the rest of the trailer is really just the him conversation with Ed Harris. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is quick cuts mm-hmm. and that flight sequence at the end. Mark my words, the second trailer is going to have one of the young guys respectfully making a joke about Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Age. Or, yes, and or... Same shit. Man. Like, just, like, defying yeah. him. Like, like he, he's, like, an operator of, like, a drone yeah. strike. And, like, here's Maverick, who's, like, the old school pilot. Like, you know, there's got to be something Someone's going to say... But I know what you mean, Ronald. Someone's going to say his name in a way that's derisive. Yeah. Or he's going to do something clumsy, and they're going to say, oh, you're a real Maverick, or something. You know, there's going to be some... There's going to be something like... they yeah. ha- that, That's the way that th- this thing looks like it's going to be. Right. Which I'm excited for. That part is really pretty exciting. But it is counterculture. It really is. 
some different to what's happening. Yeah, now. to what's yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it'll work. Oh yeah, I, I have a feeling they're gonna. I, I don't see this being a flop. I'm just no. very curious about this whole idea of things it's coming back. How well and, will and it do? Like, like what you said, is there a place for this? I think yeah, that's yeah. really, the, in a yeah. nutshell, the question. It's like, if we accept that there probably is a place for it, what is the place? And I guess maybe the thing is, you don't know anything from a trailer. Yeah. They have not really told us what this movie is yet at all. It can't just be beautiful shots of the mountains and those jets zipping around. Right. Uh, so. right. I thought Men in Black was going to do well until I found out there were breakdancing aliens as the, <clears throat> the villains. And God, I was like, Men in Black what? is so bad. I heard. It's really I bad, seen that man. It's horrible. Well, that cast had me hopeful that it was going to be like I sort of a great a way of kind of giving Chris Hemsworth this sort of uh, the sort of slot of saying like, okay, now people know you're funny, so you can you can carry a movie like this. And Tessa Thompson too seems like she's primed for this kind of role. So I was I was really sad to hear that. I gotta say, man, like I did not see it, so I shouldn't really speak about it. I, I had the same feeling, like oh, they were great together in Thor. Yeah, like they were not good together in this movie. I heard that. Like their chemistry like... was not there the way it was in Ragnarok. And I don't know if that's because of the material. Because apparently there was like massive reports that came out after a bomb that like they each had like hired their own like script doctors to come in and fix their parts because oh. the script was so bad. And um, who is it? Was it F. Gary Gray that directed it? Yeah. Yeah. Like that he was having troubles with the production, like where they couldn't, like the script was being rewritten. But like I think it's probably more that than their chemistry. But even them, like being the things, like oh man, they were fucking so good together in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will watch this. Like that, it's bad. It's really disappointing. And I mean, that's nice. the example of like this. Let's go back to the '90s hit that was like a franchise. Right. That even up to like whatever it was like nine, eight years ago, like there was the Josh Brolin one. Yeah, that was a that like was a pretty, pretty decent, decent hit. Yeah, it was. I liked the movie, and it actually was still pretty successful. Mm-hmm. But this one bombed hard. Like it did. It, the, the Men in Black is done for a while. Men in Black yeah. Three actually worked because of somehow it managed to not seem like it was trying to be the biggest movie in the world in totally an era agree. where most movies like that are doing that. And You're the right. fact that it was kind of small and it was playing more to the comedy yeah. and the villain even I think Jermaine Clement played yep. the villain. Yep. It was more of like a funny villain, less of like a you know it's the biggest threat they've ever faced kind of thing and they yeah. got a lot of mileage out of of uh tommy lee jones when he was younger not looking that much younger yeah, i mean no, I thought, so you good. Know, good stuff so that's pretty cool we shall see maverick maverick, yeah, maverick. so did they bring did they bring will smith back next time just because they, they're now afraid or do they you know because all these franchises that have could. like an offshoot uh, you know what I mean? Like th- that's like an abortive offshoot. It seems like if there's any interest in doing more, they, they they'll what about like the twenty one like Jump Street and Black crossover that was that, See, that, that was, sounded that was that should have happened. That was this was optioned over that. That should have actually happened. Yeah. That didn't happen apparently because of like production problems, like not uh. not actual production shooting, but like producer deals because like Lord Miller had it uh. and like whoever whoever owns the actual Men in Black existing property and. It was apparent. This is a really great article. I don't know if it was Hollywood Reporter or Variety that released an article about Men in Black International after it bombed, explaining a lot of that. Oh wow! But that was very close to happening, and it didn't because of like not being able to get the deal done, and and the budget going too high or whatever. But jeez, um, yeah, I don't okay. know. Well, damn, man, I got to check that article out. Eventually, maybe. You got your time's better spent elsewhere. <laughs> You're busy, man. What have you seen, Ronald? Anything you want to mention before we wrap? He's seen things nothing. Up? Uh, I don't know. It's been so long. Well, we huh? know you've seen part of Stranger Things season three. Yeah, 
How far are you? Fourth. Okay. Right down the middle. I felt like at the fourth, fifth episode, I was what do I, I was pretty impressed at how much the episodes felt satisfying. Like in the sense yeah. that as an episode ended, often when I'm watching these Netflix shows, even with Stranger Things sometimes, there's this kind of blur between the episodes. Like one ends in a way that makes you want to watch the next one, but it doesn't really end in a way that feels like an episode of television sure. always. Mm-hmm. And I think the first four or five were episodes where I thought, oh, wow, if I now had to wait a week for more, yeah. I would be like, fine. I would be going, oh, cool. I mean, I'd be wanting to see what happens next, but it was it was like it ended at a point that felt like a complete something Stop, had happened. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know why I felt that way. Maybe I was just feeling like I was really kind of savoring it and I wasn't just blowing through them, you know. And I'm, I'm always the guy who wants to like, let's get up off the couch and take yeah. a walk and grab a snack or something rather than just yeah. blowing through them because I want it to feel... A little bit more momentous than just oh wow it, it it came out and then eight hours later we had watched it and that was that you know. Do we but, ever talk um, about Booksmart? No, I don't think you know I didn't see it. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. One of the best comedies I've seen in in years. So you did see that? Yes, I saw so Booksmart. You go, you saw so Booksmart. you saw something? I saw Booksmart. Um, Going through your checklist there. Yeah, I'm seeing what I've seen. Booksmart was so good. Hellboy, do not see that movie. <laughs> shit, it is, it is shit from beginning to end. It's really it. bad. Yeah. Little, couldn't finish it. Pet Cemetery, couldn't finish it. Couldn't finish it. Couldn't wow. finish it, man. That was fucking weird movie, Damn. man. Did okay. you think that movie was good? I thought it was okay. It was solid, right? But it wasn't good. But I finished it though. Shazam. That's like that's like from fucking March. I <laughs> know. Let's not go back that far. March was that March or April? <laughs> but it came out on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Are you see in theaters? No. I did, yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. I'll see the WB ones in theaters. WB. I'll see the DCEU or whatever. It was really good, man. It was yeah, a really. Fun, I really. I, I think. A lot of fun. I think that what what DC is doing, which is making these isolated films, now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Is so smart, man. Because they they, they, all they could do. Because they can succeed or fail and not break the whole system. Whereas the whole, their other yeah. movies was like the we, upcoming slate. Right. But, I don't want, but the other ones we knew and again, Marvel has done that too, but like I think Marvel called that shot after they had already put out a few movies that yeah. people enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. So but then no, I, I think have, you're right. Between right. Aquaman and, and Shazam, it shows that they are and even Wonder Woman to some extent, yeah. it shows that they're gonna have better success if yeah. they zero in on a character and let it let the movie have its own feel. But I hear that the plan is to like do that, and then like certain characters will just show up in other movies. That's like, the way that's it ought the, to be, anyway. I, I think that Marvel should start doing that. I think more. Marvel is doing that already, and and the only thing that we knew all along was that they were building towards this giant Infinity War event. I think now they can buy themselves they years can do anything of just show at like at this point. Yeah, Spider Man yeah. pops up in a Guardians movie. You're not going to think it's all, the strangest thing in the world. Although Secret Wars is supposed to be like a thing. Yeah, but I, they're not going to do it right away. They're going to build up to that shit. You'll find out in two days. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that I think they're coming in hot this time. I just think there's a lot that they can set up that they haven't done yet. That that yeah. that they that they have been so methodical. Now, I I wouldn't be shocked, I guess, if they announced the next big slate. But I don't even think they need to do that anymore. I think what's really interesting is this. This is going to be a run where we are really going to get characters that a lot of us have never seen on screen, have never seen on cartoon in cartoon form. Yeah, I think they're going for. I mean, straight up, the ones that some of the ones that even announced so far, I've never even heard of. Yeah, they're so obscure, and and like Shang Chi is not even really a known quantity to me. And right. the, the Eternals, the Eternals is I know it's I like know I've different of versions covers, of that idea but... and what that might be, but I think that it's. It marks, uh, uh, still feels wide open. 
this they're trying to do that thing what what i think is kind of interesting is they're still trying to do that thing that they were doing in the beginning of the marvel run where they didn't have they they literally did not have those bigger franchises right. and they they made these people that were lesser known into huge people yeah i love that they're doing that for unknown these unknown comics there's, there's just a bunch of most of this new phase i literally have only seen once or twice in comics yeah so that's that's amazing that's a, yeah, especially it's for so you cool. to say that. Like, yeah, you know, man, you, it's you, impressive. You're familiar with stuff. It's impressive, man. Yeah, no, that's because they could, they could, they could fight dirty. They could have Fantastic Four. They could have X Men. They could do that. They could slate those things, and it probably. Oh, they will. Eventually. They will. eventually. Yeah, they will. But if they dumped them in the front, well, they've earned enough right now to say this is our shot to introduce the like, and that's why they're already in production. Yeah. They they like you know I think Saturday they'll probably officially. Maybe introduce some of the cast or officially announce some sort of small slate. Because, yeah. I mean, there's people... You know what's coming up. You know that there's a Black Panther 2 that's sort of being yeah. written. You know that there's a, you know, uh, a Doctor Strange 2 that has been sort of sort of announced. Right. So, like, you know, to say that these are happening, but also this is the chance that you have to do the Eternals, do, you know, Shang-Chi or whatever else they want to try to get going. But because the bookends on the back is that oh by the way you're gonna probably see x-men and fantastic four eventually right right you know like it just seems like something they know they've they've earned the goodwill of the audience that like they're gonna go see whatever we put out because of how well we handled this this last 20 years that's pretty exciting so yeah it's pretty awesome yeah. i mean um but yeah i'm curious to see what they do with their at their presence at comic-con because like, yeah i think they weren't I know they weren't there last year. They may not have even been there. I don't know if they were even there the year before. Or not. They had a presence. They had a presence, but it wasn't like a couple years ago where they just like dumped everybody. Yeah, right, yeah right. you're right. They, so last year, no presence. This year, a ton of stuff, which so, is really cool. It's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see what what they say or do. Yeah. But um, what else did we see? Anything else? Um, what What you guys see? I've seen a decent amount. I think you've seen a lot of things <laughs> yeah. based on the Facebook post. Yeah. yeah. I, I did see... I only do that so that you guys know what I'm watching. I like Specifically, that. you too. It makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> makes me Ronald super. Ronald checks phone and unblocks Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I did see Midsummer. Midsummer. Um, I liked it. I, I didn't love it. It's like I feel like I kind of had a better idea what I was going to watch this time around, having seen Hereditary. But um, a cool experience in the theater, though, because like watching people not know what the fuck they're watching and walk out of the theater is always a fun experience. I keep hearing that. I, I've, oh, I've heard several audiences like people were there and they're just like, I can't fuck it. Well, I was excited because I got to, I was able to go opening night, like the Thursday night or oh, the Wednesday wow. night going into the Fourth of July. Because mm-hmm. when it opened, I was shocked that the theater was sold out. Mm-hmm. Like I literally bought the last seat, and. You know, it was just fun to watch people like react to a movie that they had no idea what they were watching. Even though the marketing for this was pretty straightforward, it wasn't selling it differently. Like yeah. I feel like Hereditary was sold a little different. I still don't know anything about it. I've still been good. avoiding. Good, good. I yeah, mean, you should try avoiding. to do that. Just watch yeah. it. But um, you know, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. He makes some really great movies. performances in yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I saw that. Uh, I thought Far From Home was really fun. Yeah, I really, I really liked Far From Home. I still have it. Um, no, it was it was interesting how much it worked as a kind of palate cleanser totally. after the bigness of Endgame, but it really pointed the way for what we were saying, Ronald. Uh, the idea of like focusing on a character, 
and just kind of letting the movie be around that character and hanging out in that world. It was allowed to be funny and a little bit light, but also it did have implications. It 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 does by the time it's fully over, it does have implications for the way forward, at least for Spider Man, if not for kind of what might be what might be coming in the MCU. But it felt like a great way to sort of it just ends on a beat that lets you know that there's always going to be a problem for Peter Parker to deal with. I kind of want to watch it with you just to see your reactions with the end and mid credit sequences. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, it's. It's the best. It's among the best ones okay. they've done, honestly. I, probably the best. Yeah. Like, wow. like they're bad shit. Like it's cool. There's one moment that the audience went wild for, and I'm sure you know the moment yes. I'm talking about. Absolutely. And and it it's perfect if they're doing what it seems like they could be doing with with this character. It's perfect. Yeah. Um. And it's yeah. It's it actually points at uh, interesting uh, metaphysical possibilities too. That. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can talk about it at a later date. That's exciting. Um, but uh, you didn't see Midsommar? No, I'm uh. going to. I'm super excited about it. Uh, we were supposed to see it, and then something happened. We wound up not seeing it. But it's you ended playing. up wandering around a field in Sweden on mushrooms. <laughs> it's beside. It's as at your a relationship dissolves around you. I can't. I, I gotta see it. I love. I love how challenging his movies are. Yes. I mean, you know, with the A24 movies, man, they they choose these very off the beaten path sort of movies that are just so different than anything that's out now it just doesn't you can't compare it to anything you can't really except for some something else that he did that's drawing well we were talking about the budget aspect or the throwing money at or or whatever you might want to call it Mm. and i think if you just term it production value one of the things that made hereditary so noteworthy for me was just how well made it was yes and i think midsummer has that same same aspect of just it's really beautifully shot and the set design and the attention to detail in terms of the world building is really really just on point to the to the extent that you realize you're not used to seeing movies not just horror movies but you're not used to seeing movies in general that mm. have that much of a look and that much of a sort of a a feel to them and and yet it is two hours and 25 minutes and it, it is a bit punishing maybe <laughs> and it does i it's another one of those movies where I would say I feel like it could be a lot tighter, but I don't know exactly. Well, maybe in this case, I'd kind of know what I would cut to make it tighter, but it doesn't mean it's stuff that didn't work. Right. Uh, but like Hereditary, it spends a lot of time spinning out the sort of uh, emotional threads of the characters. And so you see that the the, the horror is, is really it's mated perfectly with what the emotional aspect of, of the character's uh, storyline is. So if gotcha. you get the idea from the trailer, what Midsummer is that it's a character who's kind of being brought into a situation where she's not fully supported and she's not fully comfortable and she's just had bad things happen in her life. Florence Pugh as um, the character, I forget her name. What's her name? Danny. Danny. Um, it's just amazing in the movie. She's incredible. Like, like that performance. I yeah. mean, the movie was full of things that were really, really, uh, just excellent in terms of the production value, but her performance is it makes it makes it all work for me. And I really thought the way she played not just a person who was going through some troublesome shit and was maybe in a toxic relationship, um, but also just the sort of general anxiety and depression and panic of a person who might you know even if things were going well might have an intensity to her and might have sort of a mm. a tough road i thought she did a great job of playing that and it felt very relatable to me something about the way that she was just outmatched by the situation she was in but she kind of learns to embrace and and in some ways is empowered by this by this crazy situation um but yeah i think it's an 
like I think it'd be an interesting movie even to talk to somebody who hated it because there's so much going on in the movie yeah. that you kind of have to digest. I think in some ways the more genrefied aspects of it are the weakest parts, like the idea of a group of characters and they slowly get picked off. Yeah. I think some of that stuff is not as interesting as the sort of taking a toxic relationship and, and throwing it into this weird realm that's really unlike anything I've seen in a movie before. I did really enjoy it. I mean, I was surprised. I, I liked it as much as I did. I mean, it's not like a... F- it doesn't entirely work for me. There, like maybe some of the stuff that you're getting at, um, without spoiling anything. But I mean, I think the whole the fractured relationship and just kind of like watching how that, while it itself was already falling apart before it being introduced to this craziness, you know, watching what it does to these people and um, and the extent to which everybody's on like a destined track, yeah, or whether whether their coming. actions are affecting. Yeah. It seems like people have several situations in this where they 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 select themselves for a role you know like it's not written in stone but it does in some ways seem like the way things happen in the movie it was always gonna happen that way yeah so but yeah you know what i'm saying about like when you have a group of characters go into a situation like this you expect them to get picked off yeah so i think that might be what i'm saying about the, the movie deals with that maybe in a way that felt sort of obligatory even though there were some really grisly visuals yeah and some awful things happen it didn't have that sort of punch that a lot of times you get when when characters start disappearing but what worked throughout was, yeah, that the idea of wouldn't this be the worst situation to be in if you were having this this, oh this slow, painful breakup with somebody? Yeah, when the movie st- actually the first like ten minutes of the movie, I thought were f- phenomenal. Yeah, same. Like, like that that whole like prelude or whatever the proper term is, like that was amazing. Like down to the camera movements. Oh it my was god, just so so incredible. constructed. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this guy is like this guy's got skill. Like you know, just the direction even in that opening sequence, which has nothing to do with this. It almost Swedish feels show It almost it feels in that kind of Paul it Thomas does. Anderson zone of like. But I'm, I'm here for no, it. No, I love it. I'm I'm honestly, it. I know it what you mean about so the beginning well. being so potent. I check it yeah. out. Yeah. Because then the rest of the movie is not as flashy. Right. You know, it's still very like skill. Like there's skill all over the screen. But like just that, like the two, the elements of, of that opening sequence that kind of sets the tone for Florence Pugh's character and like where she is, you know, emotionally, mentally, in her relationship, everything, it just works. It makes the rest of the movie work so well. Yeah, she's just had a tragedy occur that is, is making her boyfriend, who seems to have one foot out the door, sort of have to stay with her. Mm. And so he's sort of staying with her, but he's not really supporting her. He's kind of gaslighting her as he's sort of pretending to support her, but you know that he can't wait to break right. up with her. And that's right, right from the beginning. Mm, and then yeah. they end up getting thrown into this crazy situation. It wasn't like The Strangers in any way, except for you know the way The Strangers spends the first chunk setting up this troubled relationship yeah. and then you sort of think well this would be the worst possible if you were in the middle of a situation like that yeah. with somebody it would be the worst possible time to have to deal with this other thing and I think that this movie kind of makes you feel that way that like wow this poor girl is in such a bad way this is not going to be good for her that she goes to this place but like I said in a way she ends up being a little bit more fortunate because her grief makes her able to sort of accept what's yeah. happening yeah, rather yeah, yeah, than yeah, almost yeah. like she's almost needing to reinvent herself. But yeah, I think that I think if you liked Hereditary and the way he dealt with grief uh, and then threw it into this supernatural realm, I think this movie does a similar thing of taking a very relatable thing and, and blowing it up into this otherworldly stuff. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I'm pretty excited. I want to give a quick shout out. I uh, saw... So I saw Child's Play. Was was a little disappointed by that. I thought yeah. it was... It's fun. It's kind of silly. But I kind of feel like it just kind of missed the mark on like the child's play brand or like what they could have done with that franchise. 
At least in the movie theaters. I think apparently there's like a TV series being developed by the original creator. Yeah, I heard that. It's like a weird feuding thing going on. But the movie, I don't know. It, it doesn't really work for me. But what I did see the same weekend that I thought was actually pretty great, which was Annabelle Comes Home, which I've surprised the hell out of me because it's basically like a Conjuring verse movie of that takes place in the Warrens' house, in that room that you see in The Conjuring, like where they keep all the relics of all the cases. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's have a night where a babysitter goes into that room and unleashes hell. And it and it's it's and it's in a haunted house. Basically, it's a haunted house movie with all of the Warrens, you know, cases that they've like collected. Wow! And it it's really fucking good. Like I was surprised cool. how much I liked it. I mean, like I I don't really like for the most part. I mean, the Annabelle creation I thought was actually pretty good, but the first Annabelle I didn't like. But the the comes home man, I was impressed. Like we saw it opening night, and all of us at least. Liked it, and a couple of us like really liked it. And I mean, it's it's doing actually pretty good. Like surprisingly, it didn't open strong Fourth of July weekend or that the weekend after. Um, but just for that, anybody into the, I mean, you probably many people have probably already seen it. But in that Conjuring verse, you know, filmography, um, I I actually would highly recommend it. It was actually gre- wow. directed by Gary Doberman, who has been writing a lot of the Conjuring verse movies. He's also written the It Chapter One and Two. Wow. But he directed this this was his debut uh as a director. But I don't know, just like really well handled like the uh you know one of the big criticisms that a lot of people hit the Conjuring films and the offshoots with is just like the whole how it entirely depends on like the jump scare and that's all the movies are mm. like they're there, but I mean there's a lot of these like anti jump scare scenes in this movie where it's kind of playing into the fact that it knows that you're expecting that and it's trying to like maybe set up a scene in a different way and I don't know. I just thought it was a really straightforward, just fun horror movie. And I love the idea of like a haunted house conjuring movie that is literally all of the little items that the Warrens have collected over mm-hmm. the years. And it's just, I think it works. And a great young cast. Um, they all did just a great job. And um, yeah, man, I really liked Annabelle Comes Home quite a bit. It looked like they were throwing a little bit more oomph behind it. Yeah. With it being a sub conjuring so to speak, entry in the franchise, but bringing right. the Warrens in seems like... Like Henry, who really enjoyed the two Conjuring movies, saw the trailer for that, and was like, oh, that's really cool that they're in it, you know? So that I thought... Really and then cool. I saw you posting on Facebook about that. So it just got me to thinking... Whatever people want to think of those um, James Wan horror movies or that, that you know, his style, kind of flashy right. style, or... Because I've heard several people that are really big on the Conjuring films, and other people seem to think it's the worst thing to ever happen to the genre or something. Wow. <laughs> um, but, but I, you know, I like the, like those movies, and I'm open to the idea that these Annabelle movies or The Nun or whatever, that, you know, you could do The Nun Part 3, and if it's an interesting director, I mean, ever since Mike Flanagan's Ouija movie, oh my God. I'm thinking Great example. that so these good. franchise entries in a franchise that you don't even have to love could turn out to be super fun and that really reminds me of classic horror from the from the 80s and the 90s and and, you know when i was first getting into the genre where you would say oh part five's the best one you know (laughs) crazy right (laughs) and it's just you kind of have to be you kind of have to be a a a somewhat geeky fan of a genre i guess to dig that deep and know which ones are the best ones but oftentimes a director will get on a franchise or a a writer or just they'll have a good idea or something so yeah the fact that it's so true i'm not that interested in the annabelle movies but this one looked kind of fun yeah i i that just i like that i love that that's another thing about this kind of current era of there being sort of a horror renaissance that i like is that these franchises 
horrors horror movies are sort of built for franchising somehow they don't lose anything with the idea that you're gonna i mean you know you can still have that perfect movie that you kind of wish would stand alone right, right. but in general horror movies have always been the movies that get a part nine and a part ten so i love that idea of going oh well you didn't like the last one well maybe this next one will be cool we're gonna do yeah. we're gonna go to space yeah. or we're yeah, gonna go yeah. underground or yeah. we're gonna bring in the warrens or you know whatever so uh, yeah, I'm, definitely I'm check it out. I think you guys would like it. Cool. I don't know. It's still in theaters now. It's still doing okay, but okay. even if it's uh, when it comes home. If anyone with misophonia is uh, hearing us smack, it's because we just ate these muscles, <laughs> these steamed muscles, uh, or smoked muscles that uh, Ronald brought. So. so good. I should have brought more, but... Well, no, that was a good snack. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Yeah. It gave us the, no the protein we needed to just push through this <laughs> episode ending here. Yeah. I feel like we did it. We caught yeah. up somewhat. I'm glad. I'm glad we came together. I miss you guys. So are we going to do this? Are yeah. we going to be back in a couple of weeks? I think somehow, so. Somehow? Yeah. Some way, somehow? Absolutely. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. There may even be more of a basement Oh, next time. Something to look forward to. Get, yeah. This is the first house I've like been walls. in where the, the term, this house has good bones, really <laughs> is like a thing. I'm like, oh, I get what that means now. Like, I'm seeing it. It's bones. like, oh, you see the bones. This is like really good bones. It's a good house. <laughs> It's really cool. We fired the contractor who was dragging us through hell and who was dragging this remodel that should have taken four to six weeks out to six, seven months. We got rid of him. We finally settled with the plumber that we were using that was had his own problems, but that we needed him to finish some work. He's done. The work passed inspection. So now Nikki and I are... We're being our own general contractors on the rest of this project. Oh, cool. And it's, it's, it's great to be in control, but it would be sure nice if... The contractor we hired last November had been like a really good guy who would do this for you because it is hard getting getting things coordinated, getting people in here and stuff. But I do think in a couple months we may have a nice. People like, don't like movie money. studios will be a much nicer place Ooh, than it ever was. Yeah, in just a few. I'm months. excited. People yeah. don't like money, man. That's something I've realized. They 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 want it for free. But well, the guy we fired, to... I'll, be, I'll be clear, he ran off with our money. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it, they don't want to do work for the money. They just want yeah. the money. It's you know, like, you know, somebody's strange. bad if you fire them and you you're not sure how you're going to get your money back from them. And it's we're talking lots of money. Yeah, um, I'm sorry to hear it. But you're still relieved not to be working with them anymore. <laughs> oh my like, god! Like, you know that's bad that's when you're going like feel. that guy has a chunk of our change that we've got to get back somehow. But I'm glad just not to be yeah. getting texts from but him, by having to talk to him, and yeah. That's brutal, man. I'm we've sorry decided, that you had to go through. We even both agreed that, like, if he came to the house, we weren't going to let him in. We were going to treat him like a vampire. You know, it's like ah. stand on the porch, block the door, be very. You clear. are not invited. <laughs> well, be very clear. Like, you're not. I mean, because I do think if you legally bar them from getting into the house, there's something that indicates that you basically. That's how you can sort of say this person's no longer. We're yeah. not allowing them to do any work for us. It might help us in court one day, but I sure hope we don't have to go to court. Oh so. man, yeah. Well. We should maybe do an episode on courtroom dramas just to... uh, (laughs) I've been watching a lot of that on YouTube lately. Judge Mathis, paternity court, couples court. (laughs) That's like our thing at night now. You know, when I was doing a little bit of acting, I always wanted to be the lawyer in a big flashy courtroom scene. (laughs) I guess that's what probably a lot of actors... But it just seemed like that would be super fun to be like the guy who's, you know testing the patience of the judge and like where are you going with this counselor you know that guy oh you'll see yeah like that, that's the line you were born <laughs> yeah. to deliver Jones. you gotta lean you gotta lean towards the the what do they call the people that the jury yeah the what jury. Do they call the people what do they call the people what do they call the people you, were they leaning against it with the compelling argument I and think at some point so you dope. have to like some surprised person has to bust in the back of the courtroom. <laughs> and, you, and do that turn. Yeah, do the, the turn. Uh, my point. next witness. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like a really pretty woman. She goes, I declare. Oh, that's so dope. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of old shit lately. Don't be easy on me. Oh, man. Love it. I declare. I do declare. Oh, he my. Oh, my. He would never do that. Lion's sakes. Frederick would never kill that he man. He would never. How could you even say that? That is appalling. Somebody is taking these sound clips and they're just sourcing them out. Yeah. Just, just licensed clips. Man, you just fed a whole there's gonna ADR be a, overdub industry. There's going to be a full deep fake of your voice talking oh like that. Man, oh, that's man. becoming the thing. That's it's scary. That man. Cats trailer looks like a bit of a deep fake. It Do does. you remember back when... Um, <laughs> I, wish it was, I wish it was fake. That, um, that reminds me of like... It's like... It used to be that photos, you saw a photo and you were like, well, yeah, there it is. is and yeah. then Photoshop was like, no. And, no. Then, and then there was the audio version, not just not that long ago, right, right. where they were showing that they could take tape. And I've always thought about that. I'm sure you guys have realized, yeah. too, that because of podcasts, someone could basically make us say anything. Yeah. Because they've got hours and hours of us saying shit. So they could, but like, um, not that, hope. I think we're way down the list of people that, you know, that it wouldn't even be a scandal if, if I said something shocking. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. famous enough. <laughs> But um, but no, that's scary. And now that the the photo thing is getting to the point where it's not so much that it's it's perfect. It's just that it's getting to the point where you don't have to have tons of money yeah. no. to fake yep. this stuff and make yep. it look. So if you're really good with the technology and yeah. you're really clever with it and you've got the right footage, then you could really do something that would look very very real. And it with it being digital footage to begin with nowadays, I guess it's harder to trace yeah. things that have been doctored or it's, it's, or really, the, that shit is insane. Or, is. or just the fact that even if you can prove it's not true, the fact that the image can get out there and make millions believe they yeah. saw you're, you do you're, something you're too late right yeah. did you guys see that one going around last week of uh jim carrey yeah in the yeah. shining the shining it looks crazy wow Mr. that's fucking crazy but also if you're gonna reboot the shining think about jim carrey he could actually probably do a pretty good job <laughs> yeah. do so well. i'm not kidding some, somebody just did some casting yeah. for a studio no i mean yeah. honestly i was watching it going like oh yeah that's 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 kind of creepy how well that works but i was also thinking like you know though he's got that that works like you really gotta... he could he could do something that would make you think okay the, he's got the right to go to yeah. go big the way yeah. the way nicholson had the right to go big so in that good. role yeah. the first time i saw a, re- a deep fake was mr robot it was uh it was obama on tv <clears throat> talking about uh, oh right, the organization. I, that, I was yeah. like, "What? What is this?" It was so spot on. And remember the other, the Obama one that Jordan Peele did? Yeah, that was like a whole like, "This is what a deep fake is." Yeah, be aware because it looked because he was doing his Obama like mm-hmm. from the Key and Peele. Yes, yeah, and they right. swapped and the they face. swapped the face. And They've I mean, been doing it, looked, it a lot. It looks fucking real. It's so weird, man. It's getting it's it's getting to the point now where like we're really gonna have to watch where the news is. Because it affects you as soon as you see it. That's yeah. the thing. Well, that's like, like he's saying. Like, yeah, even if somebody's you know, like, oh, this is fake. That person that saw that may not hear that. Right, right. It's like too late. Right, the story about it being fake will be a much smaller story than yep. the, the initial story. Absolutely, right. And then if you even, not that we need to get political, but if you start talking about news sources and what the agenda behind the news source is as well. Like there's people yeah. that will get their news only from a mouthpiece that would blast deep fakes and you know some yeah. of these people are deliberately uh, uh you know fooling people and some of it is just i guess the news becomes an apparatus of being fooled by that as yeah. well so have you guys ever heard of the youtube channel called corridor crew no they're like they're like a visual effects house that actually does like big hollywood films but they have a 
a pretty viral series recently. It's basically like VFX artists react to bad and good CGI. Oh, if I you, like so like I'm like super obsessed with watching this stuff on YouTube. What's it called? It, the, the channel is Corridor Crew and the series is VFX artists react. Mm. But anyway, they were talking about the deepfake stuff and like they have a couple of series or a couple of videos in their series where they've deepfaked like a sequence or a scene with Tom Cruise and with Keanu Reeves that they did like within like a couple hours in their studio and I'm granted there is a studio house but I mean they're just basically saying that they, people can do this like with a couple hundred dollar computer now uh -huh. but I would recommend watching that channel is amazing just earlier talking about the cat CGI I'm sure that that's gonna pop up that trailer is gonna pop up on their channel soon because these three they always have three they always have three guys on the couch and they're just basically breaking down footage and they go through stuff like Scorpion King and Avatar like the best and the worst out there ever for CG it's but so it's a really great channel, and their series is awesome. But they have a really cool sequence on how they deep faked an entire scene with Tom Cruise onto a guy in the office's face, <laughs> and like another scene where they deep faked Keanu Reeves onto another guy from the office in like a scene from like a convenience store robbery. And it's like a it's like a scene, and it's not Keanu Reeves, but it's eighty percent, eighty to ninety percent Keanu Reeves, and it's all fake. It literally, it's insane. It is insane. But I don't know, it's worth checking out since we're talking about yeah. this and earlier we are talking about the cat CG because they, they love talking about CG fur on that channel. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, it's impressive, like man. Like they talked about Pikachu and how how that's like some of the best. Look, man, pe not the movie is solid. It's a I've solid heard from, movie, yeah, man. It's many fun. It's I want to watch it. it. I want to watch it. Yeah. And now is when I reveal that this entire episode was constructed using deepfake technology. I had... Past episodes of Movie oh, Schmovie. That's not actually Ronald saying that. That is a deep fake program that I have. I've taken clips of Ronald, so now I can make him say anything right now. That's nuts. It is. <laughs> it really is. I made him say that. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. I mean, you'd make him say <laughs> right. that. It's like totally. Have you seen the Joe Rogan one? The deep fake? Yeah. No. That's probably the weirdest one. I'll have to find it. It's like talking about I, aliens and butts. And I love watching this stuff. Like yeah. it drives me insane yeah. that it that it, it's possible. Yeah. But some of them are so convincing, it's it's scary. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, that's a deep fake conversation. Yeah. There you go. Movie movie. Um. So that was episode two thirty eight. Hopefully two thirty nine is not nearly two months out. Maybe yes. Two weeks. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. Uh, you can find us if you still want to know. On pretty much any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or probably the two of the more prominent ones, uh, movieshmovie.com, movieshmovie, uh, well, facebook.com slash movieshmovie. Now that we're trying to get back in this thing, if you guys have ideas for any episodes, if you want us to kind of talk about a topic Whoa. That, so sorry. Uh, that we've like kind of glossed <laughs> over on this episode or of past episodes or that you wanted us to hit from the summer that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Maybe comment, let us know, and uh, maybe we can go back and catch that for you guys and maybe yeah. chat it up a little bit. And maybe Let's next time Ronald won't have his chair right up against building materials that yeah. are in my basement I right now. No, I apologize it. to you for sticking you there. No, it's fine. I'll no, like it's it. not fine, Ronald. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you see the look on your face. like it was a, No, it's because I'm so tired. I think yeah, it, it, it yeah, hit me. Yeah, yeah, tired can, it's, it's hitting like, you. Yeah. <laughs> that muscle, that little shot of protein. It really did. Like he turned his, on the, the sleep. eyes were kind of half shut. Oh, that protein is what I needed to go to sleep. I do declare. I declare. I do declare. On that note. did not commit that crime. How could you say that? And that's an episode. You good? You good yeah, I'm good, okay. man. All right, well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you guys for 
getting back together. Absolutely. Yeah. And making this happen. And as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye. critic that i follow on twitter says so he had been tweeting today like how much he'd been waiting to show his wife the trailer for cats because mm-hmm. like she like loves the the the, the, the musical yeah. he said finally show my wife the cats trailer she just said this is the final straw and left the house <laughs> <laughs> i'm calling my lawyer <laughs> fucking got me man that's, that's so, so funny, funny. <clears throat> it's pretty spot on though